Welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I'm your host, Erica Rothenberger, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my amazing guests every week as you learn how to get gritty, how to give yourself the grace that you deserve, and to celebrate all the glitz that comes to you along the way. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Let's do this. This is Erica once again from Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I love coming live to you. And let me tell you, you are in for such a treat today because right on this podcast, we get gritty. We give ourselves the grace that we know we deserve and love and need in our lives. But we also celebrate the glitz, all of the good things that are going on in our day, day-to-day basis. And even if they're not so good, the fact of the matter that maybe we got through a difficult situation can be actually a major accomplishment in our lives. So with that being said, I just want to say how excited I am to introduce Cassandra, who goes by Cass Bailey. She is the CEO, yes, CEO of Slice Communication, the founder and current chairwoman of Social Media Day, and the creator of the Mom Is blank, 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 children series. We'll talk a little bit more about that. She's been working in the marketing communication for over 20 years years and she's authored two books called pay attention and social media is is about people she believes that the integrated public relations social media email marketing efforts are absolutely critical for growing businesses and nonprofits to be able to go after and crush their goals i mean talk about this woman being busy she has a background in politics economics philosophy i could go on and on she's been on the good morning america show quoted in Forbes, Philadelphia Magazine, the Black Enterprise Magazine, and many, many others. She's deeply involved with the community and served on many boards of for Entrepreneur Organization of Philadelphia. Um, she also does work with the Greater Philadelphia Chamber of Commerce, Philadelphia 30-Day Fund, and Hope Work. She graduated from Catholic University of America with a degree in international politics, economics, and philosophy. I'm exhausted just thinking about everything that you've done, Cass. Additionally, she has completed programs in the business education for Goldman Sachs, 10,000 Small Business Program, and the WBENC Executive Program at the Tuck School of Business. Man, Cass, I am tired, but I want to welcome you to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. How are you, girlfriend? Erica, it is such a joy to be here and to spend this time with you. I always get so energized whenever we're together. Oh my goodness. Well, I love it. And that's what this is all about, right? I want people to come onto this podcast, to get energized, to feel excited, to walk away from listening to this, being like, I can go after it. If Cass could do it, I can do it. If Erica could be as crazy as she is and still do it, I can do it too. And that's what this is all about. Just being real and being authentic and just going after those goals and those dreams, whether they're big or scary. Speaking of big and scary goals, I mean, you have done a ton of things. What has been one of the most scary, audacious, crazy goals you have accomplished that before you did, you were like, nope, not going to happen. And now you look back and you're like, I can't believe I thought about not doing it. 
The most recent was writing these two marketing books. I'll tell you, Erica, I gave a talk really in the, the height of the pandemic. And it was a talk about LinkedIn and social media. And there was a woman there who was an editor and a publisher of business books. And she said, Cass, I think you can write a book. Like, I think that you have a book in here. And I said, no way. Like, I've always wanted to write a book, but like, I can't actually do it. Like, it just seems like way too much. And so then... In time, when talking with her, her name's Vilma. She's this amazing publisher. She was like, actually, Cass, I think you could write two. And I was like, Vilma, like, are you out of your mind? Like two business books. But then then we did it. Like we worked with Vilma, my, my collaborator, my co-author, Dana Schmidt, and we got them all done. We started writing in December of 2020, and they just came out in July of 2022, both of them at the same time, which is also kind of crazy. Like who writes two books? I, but, I, I mean, most people don't write one in a lifetime, never mind two. Uh, simultaneously, nevertheless. We just went for it. I mean, the first one got a lot of the way there and then we kind of stopped and we were like, ah, what are we going to do? And then the second book came much more naturally. And then we went back and finished the first one. And that's how they both came out at the same time. Okay. So if someone's listening right now and they're like, should I read this book? Who is it for and who should read it? It's really for two groups of people. One is for CEOs and small and medium-sized business owners who are like, I need to level up my marketing. I need to know more about marketing. It lays out this very common sense approach to marketing. The first book, pay attention. And the second one, social media is about people is really for marketers who need to recenter their social media effort and stop thinking about algorithms and how they're going to gain the system and really think about the humans on the other side of that Facebook app or on the other side of LinkedIn. So oh, I love it. I love it. And it's so true. Cause I think we're always like, Ooh, what's Instagram doing? And like, if we always try to keep up with what they're doing behind the scenes, like all the technical side, we'll never get any, never, stuff, right. Never. Yeah. But so all what, of them- what if you were to leave the, like the listeners, like say they have a business and everyone most likely is growing some sort of business on social media. Yes. What would you leave them with? Like, was there one tip that you're like, Hey, whatever you do. And I know one of them is don't worry about the algorithms, reach out to the person, but is there anything else like from a technical side or anything that you're like, bam, if I could give you one freebie, what would it be? Never write or post something on social that you wouldn't actually say to a human being at a cocktail party. Oh, I like that. Now, was that before or after a drink? <laughs> Either way, <laughs> usually after, because usually after people are friendlier and more Agreed. engaging. So, you know, maybe two cocktails in, maybe two hard seltzers in. Whatever okay. you say to somebody. The filter comes off a little and that's when we can start to be real and authentic. I love that. So don't ever say anything to someone that you wouldn't say at a cocktail party and just be genuine with. And I say that to my team all the time. I'm like, listen, what would you say? Cause people are like, what do I say? How do I approach it? I'm like, one, don't make it weird. Yeah. And two, what would you, if you got stuck in an airport, we were just talking about delays, right? Delays are all yes. over the place right now. If you were stuck at the airport and got stuck at a, a bar in the airport for six hours and you were talking to the guy or gal next to you, what would you talk about? Right. Just be you, be authentic, be real, be genuine, ask questions. Yeah. And that's true. Whether you're writing on behalf of yourself or your executives, or even just like your company page, Yes, you were there representing your company page. You don't need to say something like this glass of water is the finest glass of water that's ever been presented at uh, on social media. No, you'd be like, 
this is awesome and delicious and look at how good it looks, right? I know Erica, you're really good at that, that, hey, look at how good this looks and using the text to complement the video or the photo. And I think that's so important that it's not just about the text that you're writing. It really is about the whole thing that you're creating, the look, the feel, the video, the interaction, the, the tone, the way that you're communicating holistically, not just the words that you're using. A hundred percent. And I think sometimes I always say like, it can be good enough. Right. So I used to have a philosophy. I'm a recovering perfectionist, right? Aries firstborn, but I've recognized like, is it good enough? Cause there can always be better. Right. And if we spend our entire life trying to tweak and fine tune and get to, you know, unless it's the final book or the final Ted talks, I say, Go with it. Go with the good enough and get the content out there. Wouldn't you, would you agree with that or am I completely off guard there? I think you're right. And the reason I think you're right is because marketing should always be about learning. One of your top, one of your top initiatives, like in anything that you're doing in marketing is what am I going to learn from this? How am I going to use that image and how people react to it? What insight am I going to gain? What new perspective am I going to get for how people reacted to this post or book or website page or whatever? You constantly have to be learning. So if you're so focused on perfection, you're going to be so tied to like that thing worked. It absolutely worked. You're going to bias around the fact that, that it worked, that it, that's just going to shut down all opportunity for learning. And marketing should always be about learning. I love that. So always about learning. I also think there's also a key factor there too. We're all growing teams in some way, whether it's our exterior network, whether it's internally, if we come across like everything is always picture perfect, which I always say I'm a really good hot mess express and every once in a while I can put some lip gloss on and a good filter and make it look like I have my shit together. But most of the time I don't. And But being real about that, talking about that, and like people want to join people that are real. People want to connect with people that are real. People want to connect with people that they don't feel like, oh my goodness, if I walked in her house, it's going to feel like I'm in a museum, right? Sometimes I tell my kids it needs to look like that. You know what I mean? Like, but it lasts for about 32 seconds before some leg, I'm stepping on some Lego and damn those hurt or thumbs on the counter or whatever it may be. So let me ask you a question. I mean, you're such a go-getter. You're such a motivator. How do you keep all that in, in, in balance? Like writing the book, leading your company, speaking, you have so many other things going on. Any advice that you have for anyone that's like, you know, has a lot of balls up in the air and is like, you know what? Like it's hard to do and to stay in touch with social media without getting absorbed with it. Yeah. So for almost 20 years, Erica, my life was way out of balance. I would go to anywhere from 10 to 15 networking events per week. Yep. I know your eyes just got really big. You can't see my face right now on this recording, but literally my eyes, I think just went down to my tongue. Yeah. Yeah. No, because morning, noon, night, in between coffee meetings, you name it. I was out constantly for almost 20 years Mm -hmm. and it just, it had to be exhausting. It was exhausting. It created a lot of opportunity in terms of, you know, developing a network that still pays dividends and amazing, incredible people that support me in the business. But I was way out of balance to the point when I was 26 years old, I was actually on the Today Show with Meredith Vieira and I was having chest pains. Like I'd been having chest pains for for 24 hours, 48 hours at that point. And I got off the show. My mom was there and she was actually, the show was being filmed at Independence Mall in Philadelphia. And I was like, mom, I've been having chest pains. So she took me right to the ER and they could not figure out what was wrong with me. 
turned out I had a really serious gluten allergy. My nutritionist figured it out. I had been really sick. The doctor was like, Cass, you have the blood work of a 50 year old man. Like you need to slow down. You need to do something different. Yeah. Yes. It might've had to do with like my proclivity for scotch and cigars, but that's a different thing. I found a way to keep those in as long as bread and beer is out, but I was making myself really sick. So this went on and I just kept doing it. And then I was an older mom. I had my little one when I was 36 years old and she really, really helped me balance because she, her coming into my life was like, you can't keep doing this. Like this is not healthy. And I figured out I'd much rather spend time with her than out networking more and more. Now that's not to say that I haven't like rebalanced and I have, like I focus on my highest value networking opportunities, the people that I care the most about and that care the most about me and the business. But all of that has like helped put everything into perspective. And I feel very fortunate that I was able to have her at 37 and that then she brought a lot of balance into my life. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. And it's funny what kids will do and whether it's kids or it's a pet or it's a significant other or a new relationship or whatever it is, you know, just trying to find that, that balance. And I truly believe there's never a perfect synergy in the middle of the seesaw, right? Like I always feel like some days I'm being a better mom and some days I'm being a better corporate employee. Some days I'm being a better entrepreneur and some days, but all in all, as long as that seesaw kind of keeps going, you guys can't see my hands right now, but keeps kind of going up and down, floundering from one side to the end, never, never gets too extreme by like, you know, hitting the sand. And we've all done that as little kids. Yes. Remember when you used to be on the seesaw with someone that was really, either you were really light or really heavier compared to the person. And I don't mean, you know, just like the actual yeah. pounds of weight and Physics. you get flung off. Like you don't want those drastic things. And that's what I always try to do. I try to make as much of an equilibrium, but I'm like, listen, there's never going to be a perfect balance. I don't think it exists. Right. No, And so there are people who would rather use the term harmony that we live in mm. work life harmony. Love and- it. In harmony, there is flow, right? Things flow back and forth. That's just part of the harmoniousness of the universe, of the weather, of the seasons, right? And if, if we identify that our work and our lives and our personal lives and our hobbies really should move in seasons like the earth does, then we give ourselves more grace, Erica, to your point. We are more forgiving with ourselves. We know that this is winter or summer or time to plant or time to harvest. And we know that that's going to mean different things in our lives. I love that. So what do you personally do for self-care? What well, what I, like? I mean, I know spending time with your daughter, but like literally being selfish, being like, this is just for me. Well, one, I have an amazing therapist who's been with me for many, perfect, many years. Perfect. Right? I swear, I feel like we, I was just saying this to a girlfriend today. I was like, I feel like we need to be able to talk about that. We, most people go and talk to a therapist or talk to someone else and there's nothing wrong. Like no one would think it was weird if you hired a personal trainer or they'd probably commend you. No one would think it was weird that you went to a specialist to check out about your ingrown toenail, right? Like, why don't we talk about that? It's okay to talk to a third party. That's going to just help you with your thoughts and feelings, whether it's with your marriage or with your kids or with yourself or whatever that is. So thank you for being so honest. Yeah. It took me a long time to realize that my mental health and well-being was critical and core to the success of the business, critical and and core to the success of my relationships and critical and, and core to the success of my health. Because when I'm feeling mentally healthy and mentally aware and well-rested, I can be physically healthy. I can maintain my weight at the level that I want to maintain it. I can have the energy that I need to have. As long as my mind and my emotional well-being is centered, everything else actually works better. Mm. And that was like how synergistic it is, right? It's really like a giant 
global circle that like, you know, just, and believe me, mine gets lumpy sometimes and it's not really a good looking circle. And there's days where I'm like, and I become like the screaming banshee, but all in all trying to keep that, you know, harmony. I love that. I love the harmony versus balance, right. Or perfection or, yeah, yeah I got it all. To, she has it all together. Well, none of us have it all together. Come on. Like, you know what I mean? Not at all. You're the highest paid celebrity or you're, you know what I mean? Like have the simplest life. Like no one has a perfect life and it's okay. Like, because if you don't, if you really think that you've reached that nirvana, what is there to dream for? What is there to hope for? What is there to move for? Right. Yeah. I do have to say though, that I am the happiest that I've ever been in my life at this moment. And yeah. And and I, I recognize that like, a lot of that has to do with the people that now I choose to have in my life. Mm-hmm. I was in a really toxic relationship. Now I'm in a super healthy relationship. And I just see how, again, that happiness like impacts everything. It impacts the way that I approach the business and the way that I parent and the way that I'm a better friend and the way that I'm able to like focus and write at times or focus and strategize at times, because I know that at the end of the day that I'm loved and supported and mm-hmm. that healthiness in my primary romantic relationship has really benefited everything else. Oh, it's crazy. It's and when one relationship or one part of your life seems out of whack, it's crazy how much even subconsciously it can, you know, it can affect everything else. Don't you agree with that? Absolutely. Like I said, I was in a really toxic relationship, a person who didn't believe in me and my business. And every day, like I would wake up and just be miserable, even going to work because I knew that he was questioning my ability to do my job, to run my business. And it was so shaking, right? That that every day I would go into any conversation that I had and just know that there was doubt that was seated by another person that then I internalized and it did impact everything. And so I think that's critically important how much as an entrepreneur and a business leader, your happiness impacts everybody else's happiness within the business. It's so true. And also recognizing, because let's face it, we're going to be up against like downers. I always say Debbie downers, and we're going to get up against negativity and there's going to be credit people that criticize us. And I'm always like, I always try to say like, when I get, when I start feeling myself heated or upset by it, I'm like, this is their issue, not mine. And take a deep breath. It's because they're probably in a bad place. And I need to give, talk about grace. I need to give them grace today and step away from the situation, kindly remove myself Give it a day or two before I send that scathing email and recognize that it's probably not me. It's something else that's going on because nine out of 10 times when I get flustered with my significant other or my children, it's usually the broken shoelace syndrome. It's not yeah. the that they really spilt the milk or that they didn't take the trash out. It's the nine things that happened at work that day that have me bothered or some bad phone call or a deal that didn't go through or something yeah. that usually impacts me. Yeah. And I find that by, I, and I started with driving. I'm, I don't like to drive. I didn't drive for 10 years. I didn't own a car for 10 years. Right now I drive and I drive a lot. I know your eyes just got really big again. I drive a lot. And I know I used to get really angry at the other people like, Oh my God, what idiots like they're in the wrong lane or why don't they use their blah, blah, blah. But then over time I'm like, Oh, maybe they're, maybe they're like rushing or maybe they're like to pick up their kid or maybe they're worried about losing their job. And so I just started putting myself like thinking about myself driving in their car right? That was the first thing. And now I start to put myself in other people's situations where I'm like, oh, well, maybe this is going on for them, or maybe they haven't eaten yet. I realized that from my four-year-old, everybody is hissy fits. 
Everybody does. They just show up differently in grownups than they show mm-hmm. up in children, right? They're not as obvious in children as they are in grownups. Although so now- sometimes when I'm really hangry, I do show up like a, like a small child. Like I'm like, I made food now. And I'm like, <laughs> I probably actually sound worse than my six-year-old. Like, you know, uh, no, it's true, Erica. I also get hangry and my grandmother got hangry and like hangry is a genetic thing. And it is a very real thing. I once had a, a mentor who said no good decisions were ever made on empty stomachs. And yes. I absolutely agree with that. And so totally. sometimes when people are like having a bad day and they're taking out on me. I'm like, Oh, I wonder if they ate, do they have enough protein? Is their sugar low? Like, do they need some caffeine? Like what's going on in their body chemistry? That well, I'm going to do that next time I see someone's gets fresh. I'm going to be like, Hey, listen, it's, 1207. Have you met lunch yet? Right. No. And you'd be surprised, Erica, that like with a little snack, a little pick me up, like that the whole tone of a meeting can change. Yep. Yep. Why do you think that whenever you go to a seminar or anything, they feed you like, and it's not two meals. They feed you like 18, like small meals. Like they're like, we're bringing M&Ms out now. We're bringing bringing pretzels out. I'm like, why are they feeding us again? We literally just had lunch 37 minutes ago. And it is, it's just that involvement and how that does that. Like, so I totally, totally agree. And I love that. All right. So my, another question I have for you, if you were to describe yourself in one word, what would it be? Energetic. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And this is why Erica, because everything is energy, everything, yes. right? And whether your energy is high or low or sideways or off or on, like everything is about energy. And so when I say that, I don't just mean that I'm energetic. Right. I mean that I really try to focus on the energy that's happening around me, that I try to be in tune with the energy around me because the better I can understand it with my clients or with my team or with my family or with my friends, the more I'm able to cultivate and grow those relationships because I understand where their energy is in the moment. Yeah. Um, I had a meeting the other day with this wonderful woman who's highly empathetic and she looked at me at one point and she goes, Cass, your energy's down. We need to go pick it up. And I was like, you're right. We do. So we went for a walk. Talk about having a high EQ. Right. Right. So we went for a walk and we both got re-energized. We were able to go back and finish our meeting in a way that was really productive. And so by energetic, I mean, focused on the energy in my space and in my world, not just like, Hey, I have high energy because me having high energy isn't, doesn't really achieve anything. If the team isn't aligned in terms of energy and doesn't, and there's, we're not getting high levels of energy from everyone. Right. Or you can't be that person that they were to you by saying, Hey, let's go on a walk. Let's change the vibe. Let's change the energy. If you can't be a change agent for it. Right. Yeah. Which sounds like she was the other day. And she was she like was. quickly observed that they say the, one of the best qualities of a leader is empathy. A yeah. two, the energy so transferable can up or down any moment. And thirdly, I read that it is absolutely one of the most um, best ways to be productive and creative is to have a walking meeting outside with like when you're trying to like really come up with good ideas and all this sort of stuff is to actually go outside and walk because one you're around nature two you have vitamin d three you're not like focused like you have to focus on just walking and thinking and being outside versus hey i have this distraction of the computer or the phone or the the you know the the dishwasher or whatever it may be that you're really focused on that well, and Erica, Erica, if I can share a secret with your listeners, um, the second book, Social Media is About People, was written primarily voice to text while I was moving. 
Yeah. So in some cases I was washing the dishes or I was driving the car or walking the dog, or sometimes I needed calmer energy. So I would just lay on the floor with my back and my palms and my feet on the floor and just talk through this issue that I was trying to work through in the book. And so I do believe that, that like how I hope the pictures of this. I don't know. I hope not, Erica. I feel like that would be a great, like, you know, sometimes at the end of a movie, they show like all the bloopers. Yeah. Like, I feel like the last page of your book should be like, and this is how I wrote my book. I mean, that is so cool. I love that. It's so like, it's such a creative way and an outlet. Yeah. And a tank top and leggings sitting on the floor or just walking around. Right. And, and a lot of the book was written that way. And I do recommend that to people who are like, well, I don't even know how to start. I can't sit there in front of my computer and stare at the screen. Don't don't get out, go outside, use your voice memo, use voice to text and start talking what it is that you want to communicate. I believe in verbal communication. Just like when we started this conversation, the best things that you should write on social are the same things you would say at a cocktail party. The yep. things that you might put in your book are the things that you would naturally say to somebody a way that you well, it's funny because most of my messaging back and forth, whether it's on LinkedIn or it's Facebook or it's Instagram is or text message voice voice text because I'm like I want people to feel my excitement to feel my energy to not read between the lines to get like get that from me and I will tell you that there's so many people I start every day by anyone that's in my in my Facebook friends I wish them a happy birthday with my voice message and it's usually at like 4 45 as I'm driving to the gym (laughs) pass I hope you have the most spectacular fabulous energy um, amazing, incredible, confetti-filled day. Thank you for lighting <laughs> me up. Thank you for being the author of such amazing books. I am so glad we met, and I just want to bless you. Another rotation around the sun. And people are like, oh, my goodness. My mom didn't even leave me a message that nice. And I was like, listen, <laughs> I do it selfishly, too. Not only to wish you a happy birthday, but it energizes me when you make other people feel good. And it's wonderful because people can replay that any day of the year, Erica. I wish I had recorded what you just said now so that I could replay it to myself. I I don't know when your birthday is yet. What's the date of your birthday? May 18th. May 18th. Okay. Okay. So I think we might have met right after that. But when it is, get ready for May 18th because it will be me at like 445. I'm pumped. I'll be up. I'll be up. Unless it's a Saturday. It might not be to like 645. But all in all, um, I try to like respect people's like private time in the morning. But uh, anyways, well, listen, guys, this has been so amazing. Is there anything you want to leave the uh, like listeners with? Is there any like last words of wisdom? Um, Because I know we could chat all day, but you guys have to reach out to Cass. You got to check out her books. You got to connect with her on social media. I mean, talk about energetic. She will next level you. I loved when we first met. I was like, this woman is amazing. And I'm so glad that we're newfound friends. Yes. And the feeling is absolutely mutual. Erica, the one thing that I like to share with people and I think it works in any setting it actually came from my grandmother. Um, she was the most amazing woman. And we used to have these crazy adventures with her. We never knew where we would end up. And anytime we did something crazy at the end of the day, she would say, at least it was different. And so I've taken that and kind of made it my personal life motto, which is different is better than better. Mm-hmm. Go after the different experience, the different, because the different is going to be ultimately what makes us more human, more whole. And I think happier. 
Yes, authentic, unique, all the above, different. I love it. And I always say that like when people are like, oh, you're being really loud. I'm like, listen, that's just me. I was like, if I change that, I'm not being authentic to myself. I was like, I truly think that I may have a slight hearing issue too. And then maybe that's why I'd scream or talk so loud. I was like, but part of that is just who I am. And when I talk really quietly or get upset or whatever, and I talk like this, it usually means I'm not in that energetic state. So anyways, I totally agree about being different. Guys, this is grit, grace, and glitz. This is where we come together as friends, as females, as males, as entrepreneurs, as moms, as dads, or whatever we are. And we learn to be gritty. We learn to give ourselves the grace. And we learn to go out there and celebrate the glitz of ourselves and everyone else. Please pass this on to someone else that needs to hear it. Please reach out to Cass and go and serve just everything you want to be. Go be in the energetic space and don't be afraid to be different. Signing off here from Grit, Grace and Glitz. Have an awesome day. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode and I cannot wait for you to catch our next episode. I'll see you back here next time on an all new episode of Grit, Grace and Glitz.